Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the Quotable Monday. Today I'm going to feature a couple quotes from Marcus Aurelius, a Stoic philosopher and a Roman leader for over 20 years. He was also a commander of the army, fighting against the Germans and some of the barbarians to the north. But what we're most interested in is how this man thought. He kept a diary, a journal of his thoughts and his reflections on Stoic philosophy. Stoicism is concerned with mastering one's emotions, mastering one's thoughts, being the master of your destiny, all while maintaining a symbiotic relationship with the virtues of nature. When he kept his journal, I'm sure he thought it was going to be private, but it was published after his death under the title Meditations. You can find it today on Amazon or on Audible as an audiobook. Uh, And I have to say, I have to confess, I have not read it, but I have investigated his quotes often and find that his thinking or a lot of his statements are in alignment with my own thoughts. So today I'm going to feature a couple of his quotes and they are a setup for the next podcast episode on law of attraction and vibration. That's going to be a two-part episode. In the first part, we're going to kind of discuss uh, the summarize vibration and how law of attraction works. And then I'll give you some practical experiences or practical exercises to manage your own vibration. So today's quote is this, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. I'll say that again, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Now, a lot of people in the marketplace, the general population, considers happiness to be a byproduct of the circumstances and experiences you have in your life. It's given from the outside. From this quote and from our perspective, as we move forward in the law of attraction and vibration, is that how you feel at any given moment is the caboose on your train of thought. Let me share another quote from Marcus Aurelius that helps exemplify this. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have power to revoke at any moment. So how we feel, whether sadness or elation, joy, depression is a result of how we choose to see events, how we choose to interpret the world. We are at cause for it. We are at the control. We are at the helm. And here I'll share one more quote. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself, in your way of thinking. What these quotes set up is the idea that we can be unconditional in our emotional response. I like to also say being unreasonable in our emotional response. We can adopt emotions, an emotional state, with no reason, just because we decide. And as we take control of our vibration, as we'll explore in a deeper context in the next episode, as we take control of our vibration, 
will take on the idea of being unreasonable in our happiness, being happy for no reason, being satisfied for no reason. That is, no external reason. You can have all the reasons you want from your internal sense of self, but that's not dictated by outside events, not dictated by outside circumstance. So what that means is, no matter what has happened in the past, no matter where you currently find yourself, if you've been knocked down, you can choose to stand up. And the moment you stand up, stand up on your own two feet and make a new decision, take on a new thought, then the past can be erased. Because in that decision to stand up, to begin anew, you're no longer held hostage by what happened yesterday or 10 years ago or 50 years ago. Saying it another way, most every person on the planet at one point or another experiences a traumatic event. But the traumatic event is not what causes us to take on trauma. Trauma, that internal injury, is how we choose to interpret it. And yes, we've chosen to interpret it. That is our ultimate freedom. Our ultimate freedom is that no matter what happens in our life, no matter what shows up, that we always have the freedom to choose our response. Oftentimes, we find ourselves responding out of how we feel is culturally acceptable. Whether it's grieving a relationship, grieving a death, there's a, a predictable response that most people would think you would have. And when you don't have a response like that, they think there might be something wrong with you. I know for myself that I have an atypical response to when somebody dies. But then I've had a transpersonal experience. I've left my body several times. I don't have that same connection to my body and what happens after we die. And as a psychic, from time to time, I receive communication from those that have passed, those that have left the planet, left the physical plane. And the communication that I've gotten from them is that death is not what most people think. And then a third perspective is that I've studied many stories of near-death experiences. I've actually held panels where I've had experts come in, people that have died and come back to life, and what has been their experience. And so from these multiple perspectives, I have, I don't, let's just say I don't have a typical response to death. I'll go into more about that in another episode when we talk specifically about death and dying. But perhaps for a more practical example, I'll, re I'll recall a situation that happened when I was in my 30s. I was dating a woman and we were driving along down the highway and suddenly I became aware that I had a flat tire. And so I pulled off the side of the road and I said, I have a flat. I'm going to get out and change it. So I got out, I got the spare out and jacked it up. I changed it all within 15 minutes. And to add another layer of fun to the situation, it was raining cats and dogs. But I just put everything back in the trunk. I got back in the car. I got back on the road. And the woman that I was dating at the time said, uh, I don't believe you're mad. I don't believe you're upset. I said, well, why should I be? I said, my, my clothes will dry out. The tire I can have fixed. I had a spare. It wasn't really that big a deal. And to be truthful, I'm actually rather thankful that I was able to pull off on a part of the road that I was able to do it on some cement and didn't have to do that in the mud. 
She shook her head and said that her ex-boyfriend would have blown a gasket. Her dad would have been stark, raving, angry, mad. And she asked me, seriously, why aren't you angry? I said, why would I do that to myself? I couldn't change the fact that I had a flat tire, but I could change the tire. And then I added, getting angry or upset over the situation would not have provided any benefit whatsoever. In fact, it would have probably made things a lot more unbearable for me and a lot less fun for you. So why even entertain the drama when it's not needed? Nothing has meaning except that which we give it. That reminds me of a Japanese parable. There was a farmer in feudal Japan in the 16th century. He had a son, an able-bodied son, and a horse, and many of his neighbors thought him to be the richest, most fortunate man in the town. He had a productive farm. He had an able-bodied son and a horse to pull the plow. He got more work done in less time. His neighbors were envious of him. Well, one day... The horse ran away, and all his neighbors came over to him, exclaiming, How terrible! How horrible! What are you going to do? Isn't this just devastating? And the farmer said, Well, maybe. A couple days later, the horse came back, and with it had five wild ponies. All his neighbors responded in seeing the horses, seeing the bounty that had showed up on his doorstep said, how fortunate, how lucky you are. You now are the richest man in the region. Isn't this just a wonderful turn of events? And the farmer said, well, maybe. Later that week, his son was breaking in the new horses, and he was thrown from one of the horses and broke his arm. He was laid up. He was convalescing. He could not work on the farm. Farmer wasn't quite sure what he was going to do, and all his neighbors said, How horrible, how terrible, how devastating for you. You must be beside yourself. Isn't this just the worst news ever? And the farmer said, Well, maybe. Later in the month, the militia came. The army came recruiting all the able-bodied young men in the town. They spared his son because, obviously... He could not fight. He was laid up. He was crippled from their perspective. And all his neighbors responded, how fortunate for you, how lucky you are. Your son was spared. And the farmer said, well, maybe. You see, nothing is neither good nor bad. It is based on our perspective and the context by which we're judging it in, the criteria by which we're asserting or comparing it to. So in one context, a situation might be judged as terrible, bad, not so desirable. Yet in another context, the same situation, the same set of circumstances might be a benefit, a joy, a tribulation, all because it works in that situation. Very little is needed to make a happy life, says Marcus Aurelius. It is all within yourself in the way of thinking. Your ultimate freedom is to choose your response. Nothing is neither good nor bad. Thinking makes it so. And so as you consider this in preparation for our next conversation on law of attraction in vibration, that we can be unconditional and unreasonable in adopting, fostering, and promoting 
and emotional state that is independent of the circumstances in which you find yourself in. You get to choose your future. You get to choose how you're being in relationship to how things currently are, knowing that how things currently are are simply a result of past thinking, past emotional states. And my friend, if you actually take this lesson to heart, you don't have to listen to another podcast episode ever again. If you become the captain of your ship, the master of your destiny, based on the choices that you make for your life, the choices in your thinking, the choices of what you bring in and allow in your life, you'll be happy. You'll be satisfied with your life. And I want to expand on that idea of being satisfied with your life. It is not lowering your standards. It's not settling for less than. It is being happy with what's there and open to receiving even more. That sense of satisfaction, that sense of of being happy with the way things are where you currently are, is like being neck deep in a love story of all love stories, yet being open to the possibility that it could get even more amazing, more fantastic. Well, that's it for this conversation. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. My friend, live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure.